0: hey stace how are you buddy
1: hey how are you michael 99 here we are
0: 99 you know just that number it's so large it's so big i mean i never we say this every every five six seven episodes (laughs) it's the consistency i think that has me so impressed of what we do and and i i think the fact that all the people that enjoy us keep tuning in week after I week. Know. And then f- thereafter going back mm-hmm. to watching shows. And it it's one of the, the kind of sweetest feelings. I think yeah. uh, w- when you get people that appreciate what you're saying or what mm-hmm. you're bringing, mm, mm-hmm. boy, it, it really, it does make it think, well, oh, yes. maybe the world isn't quite as ugly at times. You know, when you got good people like our, our Rocky fans, what do you think?
1: Well, I, as you're saying, I want to shout out to David in the Netherlands, okay? He found us sort of recently. And he hey, Dave! Been on, he's been on a Rocky Files marathon. Like, really? He's gone all the way back, and he's just so supportive to us, and he's always sending us things, and he just has that genuine excitement yeah, that yeah,
0: yeah.
1: our existing people in the bubble already have. So I just want to say thank you to him because he he has an enthusiasm that is so real, and I just want to say hello to him he i said you're the official Netherlands ambassador for the rocky files so go spread the word that's great oh he's such a sweetheart yeah you know so you know today
0: is january 11th mm. and that's a significant date because in the rocky world right that's when adrian passes away january 11th 2002 uh woman's cancer mm-hmm. uh and so you know this is a monumental thing as we sit here right now. There are people that go to the grave, both on my tour right. and in real life. Like people right. that don't take my tour from around the world, and mm-hmm. they bring quarters, pennies, dimes. They bring fl- fake flowers. They bring um pictures. They bring old pair of glasses. And also for Pauly, they bring whiskey that they set. Right. Down. And I I find it remarkable that these people take this character to heart so deeply and so mm-hmm. profoundly the cemetery is been around since 1832 or 1836 i think mm-hmm. and there's probably 100,000 graves there but there's oh, wow. no one goes and puts dimes and <laughs> flowers I, I mean like the military ones do but that's done by the cemetery but most yeah. families are gone from yeah. these these graves from these uh, people that have passed so You know, you've got 100,000 people, essentially, who don't get any gifts, and you've got two people (laughs) who never existed that get these kind of flowers and and this attention. And Mm -hmm. it's just – I hope Sly understands and realizes that and knows Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm fairly sure he does, but it's – I hope all the fans out there understand that, that even though they never existed, they're more real than – I think Mm -hmm. anyone that ever did to many of us.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I've said it many times. They are an example of how couples should be treating each other. So it's very real. It's been guidance for me. I've certainly passed that thought on to friends when they've been in the middle of difficult relationships. Like, well, would Rocky and Adrian treat each other that way? If the answer is no, then you're probably not in a good space. So it becomes real. Even if it starts as fiction,
0: yeah, yeah. You ever mentioned that to your daughter?
1: Oh, yes. Oh, really? no, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah, many times. Good. And uh, the young man that she's dating, he loves her to pieces. I mean, oh, he, he does. He loves her to pieces. I got nothing to say. He's a good, good kid. Matthew's a good. Does he wear guy. a
0: fedora and is he a boxer or no?
1: <laughs> he wears, he's a good No, he's a musician and oh. uh, yeah, so he uh
0: Does he wear a fedora?
1: He wears a cowboy hat. He's from Texas. <laughs> I'll get him a fedora, I promise.
0: Let's get him a fedora, okay? (laughs) Or get him a horse. Either one.
1: (laughs) True. Where's the Stetson? (laughs)
0: 99. Being that this is episode 99, when I was a kid, uh, there was a show that we talked about our last podcast called Get Smart, right? And I think you played the intro or the outro at the end of the podcast last time, right?
1: 98, right. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, Don Adams played this bumbling detective a spy with a shoe a phone and he always had go back go check it out okay people yeah. get smart check out you go on youtube there's a whole bunch of things it's hysterical but what's interesting and why i find 99 episodes so relatable is because mm-hmm. there's one character in the show called she was agent 99 and she was kind of like the back she was like the tonto to oh, right. max smart okay mm-hmm. and max was kind of like a bumbling fool he really didn't know exactly what he was doing or what he was talking about but somehow he did one thing right where he kind of either saved the day or kept it going okay right right but agent 99 she was the one that kept it going all the time she was the oh. one behind the scenes that would always save him you are my agent 99 <laughs> stacy i am the bumbling get smart trust me I, I know I bring whatever it is I bring to the podcast. I get that. Okay. Right,
1: you do, You too.
0: You yeah. are agent ninety-nine that makes it all fall into line. So I just Thank wanted you. to mention
1: that. I appreciate that. Yeah. No, and I'll take that. I do appreciate you saying that because it's, you know, it's uh it takes a lot of time to you yes, know it does. edit and do the social media, but it's it's like the most fun I've ever had. You know, they say, right. hey, you know, if you can have a job. That doesn't feel like a job. This is this is that. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't feel like work because I have so much fun and everybody. Right,
0: and the fact that we don't get paid for it. Also, (laughs) Kind of. Well, I guess that makes it seem not like work. But hey, anyways, in 1999, Sly did not have a movie out, but he was doing some interviews, and one Mm. in particular, inside the actor circle with James, uh, the actor studio with James Lipton. and man, Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I was just trying to look now on YouTube to find a clip to throw up here. But I couldn't find it anywhere. I mm-hmm. do have it recorded on a DVD somewhere. So maybe, Stace, I'll see if I can get that to you. But I don't know that I can get yeah. it to you in time for the show. But if I can, mm-hmm. I will. Um, it's one of Sly's best interviews. Best interviews. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it was really, really good. So you guys check it out if you can somehow. It was season three or season six of Inside the Actor Studio. Uh, Now, Stacey, you also had a birthday and you got a bunch of videos from some of our biggest, best and most (laughs) awesome peeps in the Rocky bubble.
1: I did. You guys, that was just, that was beautiful. It was a huge surprise. I, you know, I, I don't like announce my birthday. That's not my style. And I know a little birdie told me that Melissa Gilmore was a huge, huge part of, uh, uh,
0: she's amazing. Gathering.
1: Yeah. Gathering videos. And so I just wanted to say to Melissa, thank you so much, uh, because I know she rousted uh, Tim to be like, all right, let's get this going. And so Tim and her, um, you know, really reached out to everybody. And then I know they coordinated with you to get it uploaded. And I know that was (laughs) a little, little technical drama. (laughs) Well,
0: Let's actually let me just mention something about that right now. So it's no secret. um, uh, Some of my posts over the last couple of weeks have been a little. Intense well, on my stories. And so there's two people that we have excommunicated out of our little rocky bubble. Now they're still in the rocky bubble. Uh, there's no way right. for me to erase them from that. <laughs> but one individual had a little issue and, you know, uh, he sent in a birthday uh, video um, a wish for you that didn't make it. And that was my choice. When the mm-hmm. birthday videos got sent to me, I edited this human out. And so I just wanted people to know in case you heard anything, ciao. person's (laughs) gone, not in our Rocky files bubble.
1: I also wanted to thank everybody that, um, sent me personal messages and videos on the side and Tim felt so bad. He's there's so many people that, you know, messaged him a little bit later than his deadline. And, and he just can't message every single person. And so I did get some videos from people on the side and, um, just thank you. It was just so nice. I do just want to say thank you to Tim uh, for all that video work and to Melissa for, for really uh, coordinating it. And Mike, of course, thank you so much. You are a sweetie for remembering and going through all that to uh, get the video up. Um, also in our bubble, I was so proud. So Joe Racina sends me this, This is his book. It is available on Amazon. He just announced this. Now, let me tell you, writing is a very, very difficult task. It's like, wow, it's very tedious. So he uh, says this. He says, incredibly proud to announce the launch of my new book. This book is a love letter to my family who laid the foundation for our future through hard work, perseverance, and and unwavering commitment to their customers. Corner grocery store principles, seven family business principles that will create customers for life. I was like, this is fantastic. So any of you out there trying to run a business and make it successful, it is available on Amazon. Corner grocery store principles.
0: Well, Joe's one of the good guys out there. He's uh, He is someone that is, I think, lives and breeds that Rocky philosophy. I think- yeah. He is the ultimate family guy. He's just, he's a complete winner from head to toe. I love this guy. Congratulations on the book and best of luck with it, buddy.
1: Yeah. Uh, Then Roz, this was exciting. So everyone knows what's going on with Roz. She ran her first marathon. So Noon, N-U-U-N, is a hydration electrolyte company that is well known to the runner's world. They chose her as a brand ambassador. I'm like, that's a huge deal. That is a big deal. Like, you start uh, representing brands, my friend. You'll start getting all sorts of fun stuff for free. (laughs) But, yeah, so congratulations. They noticed her uh, and her journey, and we're, again, so proud of her. She's unbelievable.
0: You know, Roz, this is – Roz, go up to the screen. Don't miss this. (laughs) This is something that you work for. You don't work for that recognition. You work Mm. For your own personal yeah. purpose and goals, right? Mm-hmm. But here is something much like my own life where when you apply yourself, when you have a passion, when you have a purpose, a reason, you things come to you. Mm. What you put out there will come back to you, whether it's good or bad karma and karma yeah. can mean a lot of different things. I don't want right. to get too funky on that. But Raz, right. I'm so proud of you. I uh, believe me. I remember on our tour the the depth of your journey you shared mm-hmm. uh, here on the on the Rocky Files mm-hmm. on your Instagram channel. I'm just uh, Stacey and I are both very proud of you. Yeah. As is the our little Rocky bubble. You're just knocking it out of the ballpark. Yeah,
1: over and over again. And I wanted to show off my wall. Oh, there's something new back there. Look at that. <laughs> Take a look at that. Thank you, I is love it. Is that the Pretender poster I it see? Is the my Pretender poster. I wanted to have that up for 2024, and there it is!
0: Yay! <laughs> no, I'm I'm so glad, really, because uh, it looks lovely there. I think it's uh, prominently displayed, which <laughs> makes me feel very proud. On, on purpose. <laughs> on purpose. I love that, and great job on that. It looks Thank great. You. And, Thank you.
1: Uh, Thank you. And Mike Lina, I want Mike Lina to look under my clock. I put his. Right there as Look well. at that. So
0: That's nice. We got to throw up another picture up here close so everybody can see it. Yeah, I'll you do know, that. Oh, I mean, it's really, I mean, it's it's what a true artist is. It's uh, right. well done, Mike. Well done. Very
1: well done. So. And speaking of amazing, back from episode 65, we mm. had Kirsty Strain. And if anyone hasn't seen that episode, I certainly encourage you to uh, go back. There's a certain light uh, and vibrance that she brings. <laughs> um, and she's a communications coach. and as she's uh, on here with us today, it'll be no surprise why her her ability to speak and communicate what's on her heart and in her mind is she has a, a special um, precision to being able to do that. That's always I'm always so impressed by. so she is doing communication coaching um to give you an example of her her Spirit, we're gonna play this one minute video right here. Hang on with us. Greatest gift we have to offer is the gift of ourselves. Stepping into our own worthiness
2: and our own uniqueness so that we can express ourselves wholly and truly in every moment. I'm Kirsty Strain and I'm a voice and communications coach. I create a safe and helpful space for people to achieve their goals. I work with individuals, teams and senior leaders, guiding them through a supportive process designed to create connection and to communicate with confidence. Whether it's a pitch, a presentation, a performance, a one-to-one meeting, whether you are speaking to a large arena full of people or to an individual, it's all a conversation and it's all relational. Using a combination of skills and strategies I have developed over my 15 years as an actor, alongside my vocal training and modern communication techniques, I will guide you to a place of presence and authenticity so that you can speak with effortless ease and feel that you are absolutely communicating effectively and successfully in every interaction, whilst being confidently you.
0: You see, Stacey.
1: <laughs> I, I'm already I, relaxed.
0: <laughs> I know. And I, know. I feel like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like, wow, man.
0: <laughs> you know, it's... Uh, right. Th- there's a thing. See, I... Uh, Sue and I are not very relaxed people.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: we our <laughs> brains, and I mean that in the sense that our brains don't shut off. Right. Our brains are always going. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Stallone calls it roof brain chatter. Uh, <laughs> I've always referred to it as a spinning old fashioned Rolodex in our mind. The cards keep flipping and flipping, and they don't stop, yeah. even yes. when you're. So um, I I kind of crave yes. those paths that mm-hmm. I could walk to get myself to be more calm it, mm-hmm. maybe not so much in my actions I'm a very ah, I mean I don't right. know maybe that's part of just who I am but when I want to shut down you see mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. and it's very very difficult to do that so Kirsty is someone when she begins to speak it, she commands in a way That is so gentle, but you're compelled to listen to her in a relaxed way. And I I wanted her to come on because, you know, there's there's a lot of things that have been going on in my life over the last couple of months. People that have been rather unkind and unfair uh, to me, they had uh, used my friendship for their own narcissistic, opportunistic gains. And Mm -hmm. although I saw these people coming a mile away it still bugs me right mm-hmm. and so i want to just talk with her and just see how she's handled things like this in life and just right. hear from her now i've had the opportunity to reach out to her and send her voice messages and um emails or uh, text messages and whatever and it always makes my day better it, right. my day never gets worse from mm-hmm. then you yeah. know so she's- hey stacy Hey, is our guest here?
1: She is. She is. Yes. let bring her in. Today. Hang on, darling. Hey, there you are. Hello. <laughs> <Hi. laughs> okay. So nice I, to see you.
0: This is. This could not be better timed. I mean,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we have really been looking forward to this, especially myself. I've been looking for the voice of calmness, and that is. <laughs> That is a check only you can write, my friend. So (laughs) I, I am um, uh, just Stacy and I both want to pick your brain on on a few things. But first of all, how are you doing? How's the new year treating you?
2: I'm doing good. You know, I think there's something going on in 2024. I think it's like testing. You know, there's it's just testing what you've learned from last year. It's Mm -hmm. sort of I feel. I feel tested, but I feel like I'm doing all right with it. Nice. Like, I'm, I'm like, you know what? I see you. I see what you're doing 2024. I see you. <laughs> yeah. want to know if I've learned my lesson from last year or not. So here we are. Yeah. Um, so that's where we're at. So we've come into, this is where we are right now. Biggest thing I'm doing is practicing presence. So we're here. And this is the only thing that's happening right now. Is you guys and me, and I'm so excited for that.
0: You see, <laughs>
2: excuse me. Oh, I feel for you with this.
0: I know, I know. I'm just going to keep rolling with it. <laughs> Stacy. this is exactly, look at me how bad I'm sweating now. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> so I'm like a one-legged man at an ass-kicking contest. I'm sweating horribly. Okay, <laughs> Stacy. this is exactly what she just said. Yeah. You see, being present. Mm -hmm. this is another thing I have such a hard time with is to be as present as possible. And I find that on my tours. Um, What about you, Stace? Do you ever find it difficult to be in the moment fully?
1: Oh my my goodness. A hundred percent. Your mind's always talking, thinking about what was and what will be. And now you're worried or you're regretting. And if you just stay in the moment, there's none of those things. And, you know, Kirsty, I've been watching your posts and and congratulations on the launch of your, your business. And I saw you, you know, when you were creating your logo with the little mouth speaking and the communication coach. I'm just so proud of you. And I just love that you're just going to spread that light all over and, and you're just a perfect spirit for it. But yeah, the mind racing, like how, how do you stop? Like, how do you stop the wheel that's this hamster wheel of regret from the past and, oh my God, the scenario making for the future. Well, what if it also all works out? You know, it could also yeah. work out just perfectly. So like, how do you get well, through Well,
2: yeah. for me, it's like, it's all about breath, first of all, breathing. Mm. I've got to breathe, I've got to settle my breath down. And just because the minute I drop the breath down, Into what we call diaphragmatic breathing, belly breathing, abdominal breathing. That's going to slow, that's going to work with my parasympathetic nervous system and it's going to regulate me. So that just brings me right back into my body as well. Because if I'm breathing up in my chest and it's shallow, I'm not fully present in my body. So that's first. And then it's like a focus in and a zero in on where I am right now and who I'm with right now. And what the purpose of this is all about. And I give the meaning to that. So right now I'm focusing my attention completely with you guys to be with you, to hear you and be with you. And that's amazing for me because that's the privilege of of this moment mm-hmm. that we get to share this time together. So that's where I take my, my focus and I sort of zero myself into this exchange and I just let myself just be here. And then everything else slowly, because I'm on purpose, mm-hmm. just settles down and it drifts away. And then we just stay here with this and it's moment by moment by moment.
0: Do you ever worry that you get a thought while you're present, right? While you're being as present as possible, you get a thought. And do you ever worry that this thought is so important that it has to get out and you're gonna lose it? Or is that us and our mm. egos at play? Yeah,
2: I think there's a little bit of that because let's say, let's say I'm with you guys right now and then there's a thought that comes in that is like you say, vi- say it's vital. Well, then I would have to make that part of this moment. I would probably then have to acknowledge it and I would have to share it with you. Listen, this thoughts came up. Uh, just to let you know this is where I'm at This is and bring it into the moment with me lean into than, it yeah hmm. like it, it's the same Come with on. nerves like if you're in a moment and you're really you're like you're you're wanting to be as present as possible but you're near you're nervous just acknowledge the nerves you go listen by the way I'm, I'm a bit nervous you know and hmm. then it just lets it and the minute you it's the same with feelings right because yeah. the minute you acknowledge it it can release itself. But the minute you try to bury it and push it down, it's fighting for its place. It's fighting for priority. It's, you know, thoughts and feelings and all that stuff's gonna arise and try to come and meet you, especially if it feels vital. It's somewhere in your self, it's telling you, this is going on for me. So acknowledge it and then it will go away because the minute you, let's say it's nerves, right? The minute I say, I'm nervous. Well, then I'm not as nervous. Because I've re- I've released it, You've I've acknowledged yeah. it It's part mm-hmm. of this moment And we make it part of the present moment So if there's something that you can't Just leave to the side That isn't part of this moment And it really it's really there festering with yeah. you Then acknowledge it And make it part of the moment And bring it into presence, I would say
0: I like that <laughs> I do have that same philosophy When it comes to anything that's like um, Negative or sad Don't try to push that away Like um, I'm not a big believer of, you know, chin up, shoulders back, chest out without having dealt with a Mm. situation. So Mm. let the sadness, let the fear in. okay, and and then work through that and then you can be a little stoic about it. But I do think what you're saying, lean into whatever it is that's going on at that particular moment when you're trying to be present. Maybe that. Yeah, that makes so much sense to me. Stacey, what do you think?
1: My question is when you're leaning into the feeling or the thought or the moment and the person you're discussing with doesn't receive things well or easily or is offended by everything. You know, I think that as you're talking, I'm visualizing myself doing that and acknowledge how I'm feeling in a conversation or things that I might want to say. And I already know how this person's going to receive it even if I'm saying it gently and calmly. So like when you're in an adversarial sort of tone, what do you do there? Because I I deal with that on a fairly regular basis. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the situation there is, I I can't
2: be responsible for their response, right? I can only then be responsible for my response to their response. And depending on the situation, I mean, there's sometimes you might, it depends on the conversation that you want to be having Mm -hmm. if you feel like you're starting to engage in this conversation and that person is letting you know by their response that they're not the person to engage in that conversation with Mm. then we let that rest Mm
1: -hmm.
2: because I can't it's not for me to change or redirect that person in their in their response Mm. I can only stay in my lane and stay with myself and protect my own peace with that and not take it personally either because what's going Mm -hmm. on with another person oftentimes we receive that and we take it as something that we should be doing or we should be shifting and and not that's not necessarily always the case sometimes Mm -hmm. it is a case of you know that's that's theirs that belongs to them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and so it depends on the communication and whether you feel you need to have that conversation in the first place and why you're having it and what the purpose of it is and what you hope to achieve with that. You know, you can decide for yourself even before you have the conversation if you feel like, is it is it worth me going through that process or do I feel like I need to have that conversation? But if you need to have that conversation, that's because you need to have it.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you
2: see what I mean? Yeah, yeah.
0: Are you a big believer in closure?
2: Well, there are lots of different ways to get closure, and it's not always with the other person necessarily, because you might they might not be able to give you that. They might not be in a position to give you that. What it really is is about say in a situation like that, say someone's done something wrong, if we go along the lines of that, right? Someone's done something wrong, right? Are they in a position to actually admit that they've done something wrong? Are they in a position to acknowledge that? Are they in a position to receive you? And why do you need that from them in order to gain your closure? Because it's not going to make any any change to the situation. Do you need them to be sorry in order to move on? Do you really need that? Because that's not what it's about. You know, mm-hmm. the situation happens and if they've wronged you, if you feel like you want to continue a relationship with that person. Right then that, there's somewhere to go with that in terms of, right, I want to talk with you and work through this with you because I want to continue a relationship with you. But if a boundary has been broken to the sense of our relationship is not going to continue because we're not in alignment with each other and this has gone to a point where I feel like I'm going to release you and let you go anyway, then I don't. it's not about them, it's about me because at the end mm. of the day, you're living with yourself, right? So only you can give yourself closure. Another person can't give you that, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? So it's right. about your state of being at any given time is up to you. So I discovered something recently. The best way for me to put this, this is about how you feel, right? If you're talking about needing closure, this is because you yeah. feel a certain way.
0: Yeah, definitely.
2: So there's a wonderful guy I've been paying a lot of attention to called Sadhguru and he's amazing, right? And he talks about this as being, what happens out with you is out with your control. Outside of you is not in your control, but what happens within you is completely within your control because if somebody else has the power to make you feel a certain way, someone can make you angry, someone can make you happy, someone can make you bitter, resentful. What's happening within you is being given the responsibility and the power to someone else he calls it the ultimate slavery oh. Oh, because wow. isn't it the ultimate slavery if if you can if you can decide how i feel if what mm-hmm. you do dictates what happens within me mm-hmm. what happens within my being because i, I and how i want to live and be within myself
1: right
2: so i want to i want to have that responsibility and that power so no matter the actions of someone else I get to decide how I'm going to feel. I'm not going to give that power to someone else for someone else to then, then be completely responsible for, for how I, how I feel.
0: Mm. So I, I have said those words for decades. I, I agree. I, my father told me that uh, years ago when I was a teenager, when, you know, we start to live life a little bit and you know, why do we forget these simple things? Is that we get too caught up in these emotional moments? You know, we feel uh, stabbed in the back, a betrayal, of someone that why would they do something like that? What? Why? I guess I just answered my own question. We're human. We're just we're, flawed we're human. human,
2: right? Yeah. And it triggers something within us. So the way I tend to look at it, if something happens in a relationship, any kind of relationship, friendship right. or whatever, if something happens and and the it you know, then it's going to stir up feelings in me, right? Let's say a betrayal of trust or something like that, right? Automatically, of course, I'm going to have that human response of, it's going to make me question everything. It's going to make me question every relationship, everywhere in which I've ever had trust, it's gonna question my trust and my faith in myself. I'm gonna to have to go through that. I'm gonna to have to go through the pain of that, the hurt of that, the loss of that relationship. That's the grief of that. That's a process that I have to go through. Yeah. But at some point, right, and it has nothing to do with the other person, at some point, in order for me to heal, in order for me to live, and in order for me to be right with me, and that's the most important thing, I have to go through all of that process, but then I have to release and go, okay, I know and I check in with myself and I know who I am and I know what I want to stand for and I know what my values are and I know who I want to be and I'm going to be right with me and I'm going to forgive here and I'm going to let it go because otherwise what I'm doing is I'm punishing myself for what someone else has done. Mm -hmm yeah and that's that's just no good. So at some point that's a healing process and it is a process yeah And that's kind of how I look at it in that sense of at some point, of course I have to acknowledge how it's made me feel and run run the gamut of questioning myself and taking responsibility and all that. but at some point in order to come in, come into a place of alignment with me so that I can live well. I'm going to have to let that go. And for me, I would want to do that lovingly because there's another guy that I've been listening, listening to a lot of teachers and philosophers and different people. There's another brilliant guy called Ramdas. Ramdas, oh, yes. um, mm-hmm. I listened mm-hmm. to his audiobook, uh, Becoming Nobody, and it's so like a series of talks that he gave. And, and one of the things he said was, You can dislike the behavior, you can love the being and dislike the behavior. Mm-hmm. so when we have behaviors work and, and acknowledging as well that I have the capacity for everything as human beings we have the capacity for all things so if mm-hmm. I can recognize that within myself it's a choice that I make right also then by understanding the other person if they're reacting or doing something in a certain way it's probably there's there's probably reasons within them why they're doing that out of fear out of insecurity Who knows, it's not for me to say what that is, but that's their behavior that I'll set a boundary for, that I say, well, that behavior doesn't align. That behavior's hit my boundary. Lovingly, that's crossed my line. Mm -hmm. So lovingly, if if we can't work through this, I release you and say thank you very much for the time that we've had, lovingly. Yeah,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: wow. Because
2: that protects my peace.
0: Yeah. See, mm. Stacy, th- this is exactly what I needed to hear.
1: I know. I know. You know, anger is part of this, you know, it's, and, and I can say this about some of my own relationships, Mike, um, you know, you can, um, I, I was friends with someone for 10 years and for somebody that she knew six months, it's too long of a story here, but um, I was let go. The not nice side of me, was happy to find out that (laughs) she understood this other person about six months later. But by that point, I was like, yeah, we've been friends for 10 years and you've known this individual for six months. And I warned you about the things I saw and a few things that I certainly didn't trust. And because I said these things about this individual, she let me go. I was right in the end, um, but you know the the transgression has already happened. You mm-hmm. know, um, we've known each other for ten years. I would never say anything to you to hurt you. I was just saying, you know, there's a few little things here that I think would be a problem. Um, and I know Mike and I have talked about his situation, uh, and I've certainly had my opinions. <laughs> on this individual and certain actions over the years trying to say you know there's colleagues and there's true friends Mm. uh and there's a difference um do you have some sort of like what would you say i know i want to talk about your your business all your offerings as a communication coach and what that means i want you to be able to explain that to everyone listening but do you have a formula to say when to let go because I know in other relationships I've invested too much time and energy Mm. and there's just, there's hours I'm not getting back. And mm. so I, it's like, what do you say to someone that enough is enough? It's really, really difficult. I mean, it is,
2: especially for a long term friendship. And I I'm only coming into new perspectives and new realizations in the last couple of years as I've gone through a major, um deep dive into Mm -hmm. a healing process and personal development and I haven't always handled relationships and friendships well Mm -hmm. um one situation in particular um I would say as a communication I I work in communication right Mm -hmm. um and I didn't have the conversation Mm -hmm. I didn't have the conversation with them I just I just stopped communicating with them okay I just stopped communicating with them. And I thought, if they question that, then we'll have a conversation. They didn't come and they didn't question that. And that told me everything because Mm -hmm. I had my reasons why. The bottom line is at the time that I cut the communication, I didn't have capacity for that confrontation. I didn't have the physical or the emotional capacity to have the conversation as to why I, I needed to take that step back. Mm -hmm. right I took the step back lovingly Mm -hmm. I I still love this person I I wish them absolute well in their life I really do Mm -hmm. and I'm not carrying it around with me but as a as a grown woman would it have been better for me to actually acknowledge and say listen this is how I feel and I don't you know I these are the issues and this is what's happening here and have Mm -hmm. the conversation with them about it Mm -hmm. That's probably the one thing I would say if I could, if we're looking at, have I done everything I could?
1: Right.
2: Scenario. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing I didn't do. But at the same time, I took it as when that person did not come to me and say, I haven't heard from you in a while. Right. What's going on? Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. I took it that they understood why I was no longer communicating with them.
1: Well, I think. <laughs> I think people know, (laughs) right? Like if someone's going to pretend that they don't know why, that's just not honest. Like, you know why this person is angry. You know why this person just stopped communicating with you. Let's, when someone betrays you, I mean, some of your posts speak to it. It's like, if someone starts acting funny, it's because they don't know if you know, if you, that they've betrayed you yet, you know? So that's,
2: but for That's me true. what was imp- what's been important is mm-hmm. that I can honestly say hand on heart that I I just I still absolutely with all my heart love that person mm-hmm. and will <laughs> always love that person mm-hmm. and if they ever came to me and wanted to have a conversation I would lovingly have that conversation but from where I sit I don't have the capacity to go and stir all, stir all information or stir things up. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. However, if they wanted to open a doorway and they want and they they, they felt enough and they wanted to, I would have that communication. But that they would have to do that. Otherwise, I'm just going to keep the distance as it is
1: mm-hmm.
2: to protect my own peace.
1: Right.
2: You know. But it's it's completely lo- it's completely lovingly because that's that's so important to me because. I, I love, you know, how the relationship I had with them was so so lengthy and and mm-hmm. and was so full of love that that love doesn't just disappear. It doesn't it doesn't just turn into something else, and I don't want it to, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it is what it is, yeah. and so sometimes relationships are like that as well not every relationship is forever you know sometimes people come into your life for a certain period of time you end up not being in alignment with each other anymore you grow apart things change mm-hmm. um and as long as from my perspective how i want to live and how i want to conduct myself as long as i can have that separation lovingly now it might have been more loving to be able to say that to the person mm-hmm Mm-hmm. But where I was at in my mental health at that time, and where I was at in my physical health at that time, I didn't have the capacity for that, and mm-hmm. they also didn't come looking for that explanation. So right. I just took that as okay. I'm just going to allow myself to have some peace here and yeah. just let let it be and let it rest and go on about my life over here.
0: To yeah. me, it it all it sounds a lot like the Rocky philosophy where. You keep moving forward and perseverance. And I know that Rocky philosophy is something you've had in your life for a long time. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think it is that. And I think, you know, at the same time, you know, if I, if we take if we take the Balboa speech, right, about taking the hits, right? You've got to yeah. be wrong. To, you know, life ain't all sunshine and rainbows and it is a mean and nasty place, right? Mm. Okay. But at the same time, if you know what you're worth, you go out and get what you're worth and not go making excuses saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or nobody, Mm. right? So if you know who you are and you know what your value system is and you know what you're about, don't then say, well, I'm angry though because of them or I'm in this state because they did that or because that's what I mean.
1: So I agree. that's the
2: Rocky philosophy right there. I'm that's not going to go into a state and then blame them for it. Because right. if I'm angry, that's on me. If I'm bitter, if I'm resentful, that's on me. If right. I'm holding grudges, that's on me. I don't want to live like that. I refuse right. to live like that. And I'm not going to make them the excuses to why I can have a temper and why I can be. Right. Why I'm not going to. No. And I don't want that. So what is the state of being that I want to have? What is the, who do I want to be? What do I want to stand for? What's important to me? I'm going to live that way. So I'm not talking trash about that person, by the way, ever. I'll only ever say good things about that person. Someone right. talks to me about that person, brings them up. I love them. Mm-hmm. They, they were a great friend to me for a long time. Right. I, because why, why? I'm not going to do anything else or say anything else. No chance. I'm not going to twist and turn things and move things. It was a particular situation. It went how it went. It's between me and them. And unfortunately, it just created too much of an emotional um, position that I couldn't be in. So lovingly, we separate. That's it.
0: Mm -hmm. Last question on this, and then I want to talk about your business. (gasps) So last thing, what if you then realize – the whole friendship was all about manipulation and you were just used. There was no true friendship. Give me something to chew on that to make my brain a little better.
2: Well, then, isn't it fortunate that you discovered that so that they can they can leave your life and it's no longer happening to you? Hmm. Isn't it a gift yes. of a lesson? Isn't there yes. a gift in that lesson to say, well, thank you for the gift of teaching me about that that aspect of people and also to feel for them because i tell you someone only does that that kind of behavior only comes from a place of lack within them only comes from a place of um not enough i don't Mm -hmm. have enough i'm not enough i have to you know take and because if i'm enough as i am right and i'm totally here i don't need to do that I don't need to behave that way why would I in my actions behave mm-hmm. that way if I wasn't a scroungy needy you know right. anyone who's in that manipulative state I'm sorry for them because they're, they're living in a place of of never enough it's never right. enough I'm never getting enough I need more and I'm going to take it from this person I'll take it from that person and right And what a shame for them that that is how they are living. And what a brilliant gift it is for you to now realize and recognize that so you're no longer a party to that situation. Mm -hmm. You can be separate from it now and it's not happening to you anymore.
0: Kirstie, did you notice right here on me, Big weight is off my shoulders. Now. <laughs> what you just said really is something I already know, but I forgot it. I didn't allow myself to think about it. And it you're right, it was a gift they gave me to remind me how human nature can be. And uh I asked you for something to give me to chew on, and you gave me an entire meal. Yeah. And, and I thank you and I love you for that. I really, really yeah. do. Now, enough of all of that stuff. I want to hear. <laughs> Biz, I want to hear where you're at, what are you doing, what's happening?
2: Well, I'm just trucking along, you know, I've been working in coaching now for, for a good number of years, and so I just started to take that a bit further, so ultimately, it all it really was, nothing much has changed, it's just that... Um, you know the website needed an overhaul and yeah. um, I started to feel like I needed to be a little bit more vocal about what I was doing from a coaching perspective mm-hmm. um, you know it's really just that I've just been embracing the coaching side of my life and and that's been an interesting journey because obviously I'm still an actor but I don't my focus hasn't been on that as strongly and mm-hmm. um, and so there's been a, a great reward for me in the coaching side of things, but I've changed a lot in the last couple of years. Really? I've done a lot of gr- growing and development and healing and work, worked through an awful lot of stuff, and it totally shifts my perspective. And so because of that, yeah, I, it, it, of course, that's going to then inform the work that I do mm-hmm. um, and inform the lifestyle that I lead. That's going to make me make different choices.
0: And what you're doing is not necessarily just for actors or actresses it's for anyone that has to kind of communicate and speak in the public, mm-hmm. right?
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. I work with people in all industries across the board, um, you know, looking at voice and communication, but it's actually deeper than that because as I've started to really dive into this process and what I've realized about communication is, it's so personal and we, we use of ourselves to communicate. It's, a, it's an extension and expression of ourselves. So as I start to work with people on communication specifically, it does go into a very personal, depthful level because they start to align with themselves and connect with themselves and make realizations for themselves about, just that about who they are and what they want to express and to be able to find their their true voice of of who they are and be able to express that confidently you know a lot of the time people are living with social masks and um, a lot of anxiety around speaking and communicating and a lot of discomfort with it and so it's to make conversation and communication effortless and also what that does is it changes and shapes relationships both personally and professionally. So it's for anyone that is struggling in any area both personally and professionally to fully communicate effectively uh, or they feel themselves a discomfort with communicating Uh, with a nervousness or an anxiety or an awkwardness and it's about being able to remove that so that it brings them confidence and groundedness uh, in any situation there's another thing I always say to people no matter how dark a situation may be there's light within it there Mm -hmm. is something within it that you can take and as you ignite that light and give that the power and give that the attention. That light expands and grows and magnetizes and then, and, and then something from that is born. If you focus on the dark aspect, the dark aspect will also grow. You plant a seed that's going to grow, right? So what you water, what you feed, mm-hmm. will grow. Right. So feed into your light, feed into your truth, feed into who you are and release that which is of no service to you. If it's of no help to you and it's of no service to you, let it go and let it go lovingly.
0: I am such a big proponent. I am always telling people, let go of that negativity. Let it go. I say it all the time. Yeah. Why? Why can't I take it? myself my own advice
1: oh that's every single person I do that too yeah right you
2: you need this you need that time beforehand right it's like we talked about it last time when we were talking about um we were doing it it was through failure we were talking about uh grieving the losses right we were talking Mm -hmm. about that last time and this is no different it's the same thing you have to feel it first right you have to acknowledge how you feel
0: right uh, because
2: you're you're That's how you feel and that's okay. But at what point is it then becoming something that is festering and lingering and poisoning and weighing you down and being unhealthy and unhelpful? Right. At what point then and at that point do you go, well, I totally acknowledge this. I totally get why I feel like this. But for me and what I want to do in my life and my future, it doesn't serve me to continue in this way. So I must transmute it. I must change it. I must reframe it. I must find a way to love myself through it. Right. Mm-hmm. You know?
0: That's amazing. Uh, amazing. All right. I want you to tell us a little bit about the West Highland Way.
2: Aha. So <laughs> I'm preparing for this. So the West Highland Way um, it's not quite 160 kilometers. I think it's just shy of that. Uh, it's a trail through Scotland and it's quite a lot, it's quite a long trail, really. Um, for me, it's gonna be a challenge because I'm only just at the beginnings of my physical rehabilitation, shall we say? So I started walking every day and um, it's really therapeutic. I really find the benefits um, for me physically and mentally. And I realized that I wanted to now that I was physically well enough and in a position where I could start physical rehabilitation and to have the health that I now have. I wanted to do something worthy of that and do something uh, and contribute something and challenge myself at the same time. So what my plan is, is to do the West Highland Way in April, as a charity walk,
0: mm-hmm.
2: so I'll be walking for charity, and um, it makes me accountable uh, for for it. But it's kind of grown and expanded since then. So there's a couple of aspects to the to how it's changed, and that um, basically um, the charity that I'm doing it for has now changed, and and the intentions behind it have now changed because um, my cousin who's also one of my dearest friends in the world and we're really really close um, has cancer she has breast cancer and she's going through that at the moment and so i felt like i said to her uh, of all the cancer charities what what one would you want if i was you get to pick the charity and and we do it that way Mm -hmm. Um, so she had said that her preference was cancer research so but alongside that there's an organization called maggie centers and they support people in their in their experience with cancer their, and as they're going through it so i feel like what's going to happen is i'm going to do it as a dual charity walk for oh, nice. both of those charities because mm-hmm. one is in support of the mental health which is the maggie centers and the other is in support of research and treatment um to prolong life and save lives through through cancer research so it's looking at both the the physical the physical aspects of what's happening there and the mental health aspects and at the same time I thought with the West Highland way most a lot of people do it in five days but I'm going to take it nice and easy I'm going to do it over seven days so I'm going to walk basically I'm looking at it around 20k per day give or take mm-hmm. uh, and then I thought ah, that's not really enough really just doing that um, so I thought my plan now is and I only just decided this in the last day or so so I haven't announced anything yet I haven't opened the fundraiser yet but the plan is I'm going to open the fundraiser and throughout the entire year I'm going to do different challenges I'm going to challenge myself throughout the entire year and keep the fundraiser open until the mm-hmm. end of the year so from around April it's going to open so I'm going to do things like I'm going to do a bungee jump I'm going to do a skydive I'm going to maybe I'll do a sponsored silence I could be doing with shutting up a little bit
1: (laughs) you're adorable
2: but basically I'm going to look to do different challenges like I'd love to do um larger hills and you know start doing different Munroes so each hill would be you know bigger than the last one and sort of so I'll be doing a lot of different walks alongside the West Highland Way and trying to tackle some big Monroes and things like that and um, so essentially throughout the entire year I'll just keep talking about these different challenges and different ways in which I'm going to challenge myself Um, not just physically but probably You know, just in terms of my nature and anything that I'm a little bit scared of or apprehensive about, um, I'll make myself vulnerable and I'll do. So it's a year of um, one step at a time, one challenge at a time. Mm -hmm. But I think that we were raising awareness throughout the year. Um, And it just felt right to me because originally I was going to go in support of a charity that supports people with... um, long-term chronic ill health and their mental health but Mm -hmm. when all of this situation happened with my cousin i just felt like in support of her and everyone else who goes through this um you know it just seemed like the most fitting and then you know i i just i'll walk with her with her in mind and with her in my heart and in support of what she's going through because that's you know pretty pretty massive what she's having to deal with at the moment so mm. that's the plan as i start to lay it out so i'll be announcing the fundraiser probably towards the end of march uh it'll run through probably there's organizations that do it like um off the top of my head i was thinking just giving because what happens with that is is that the donations go directly to the charity. It doesn't it doesn't come to me or anything. It just goes, anybody that donates, the money goes directly to the, the organizations. Right. And so, and then we just leave that open-ended until the end of 2024. And as I try to do different challenges but the west highland way will be my first major challenge and it will be a major challenge for me walking on my own navigating i'm not very good at orientating um, i'm lucky if i know my left and my right but <laughs> um, but i'll get there and i'm planning looking at the route and planning the route uh, along the way um i had hoped adrian would come with me but i don't oh, i don't definitely. think she's quite ready for it so right. um yeah, so she's still quite an anxious dog, but um, I don't feel it would be right to ask her to come on a come on a walk with me that she might not be ready for. So um, that's understandable. So
0: that and where are you going to sleep? Yeah. So
2: there's different point. There's different points along the way because I'm like I'm not camping. A lot of people do campsites and they camp with tents and all that stuff. No, I wouldn't trust myself to do that. So there's different stops along the way that where there's accommodation so that's what i mean i'm planning my route along where there's certain lodgings and then i'll just you know um guest houses and b and yeah. and those kinds of places so i'll plan the route to, to stop at certain places where there's amenities and where there's places to stay um and do it that way so it'll be over the course of seven days
0: seven
1: wow. days gotcha you're a brave girl man, so
0: oh, yeah uh, so
2: Planning to try and get it all booked and organised to do it the last week of April because that's when that's before the midges come. <laughs>
0: oh, oh. no! What are they, midges?
2: Midges. They're like little tiny midges. They're like little tiny um, bugs, and they, they, oh. they get you and they make you oh. itch and twitch. You know those little. Oh, they gotcha. they come in big clusters as well, but they're tiny little things, and yeah. they will they will cause a lot of it, a lot of. Etching and (laughs) irritation.
0: I thought they were like Scottish fairies that take you
2: to (laughs) (laughs) another world. If if there were Scottish fairies taking me to another world, I'd wait till they have it in season.
0: (laughs) That's insane. I love it. I love it. Jesus. So So, uh, last thing that I wanted to just ask you. um, I've seen you take these ice cold baths and the breathing. Do they work?
2: I haven't done too much of that. I've done a, a I've done it a couple of times. Um, it's amazing once you're in. I know people that do it. Every day. I know people that do it every mm-hmm. single day. I don't know that I could do it every day. I don't even know if I could do it every week. Yeah. It's just when I've been on certain retreats and I've gone to certain places, they advocate it, and then I've done it when I've been with them or um I've had friends take me out into open water because the water here will do it for you, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but um so if you get your breathing right, and once you're in, it is quite a you euph- quite a euphoric feeling because once you get in there and you regulate, your system regulates, again, because you're using your breath, then it, is a, it, it does feel really quite amazing. Wow. It really does. And it is quite a therapeutic thing. But I'm quite cold averse. So it takes a lot for me to, to work Yet. up to doing it. So it's not mm-hmm. something that I personally do as a regular practice. But I'm heavily interested in breath work. And the power of the breath and what it can do for you and what, how it can regulate you and, right. you know, the healing modalities, you know, the different types of breath work there are for different purposes. Uh, so when you really use your breath and go in the cold, um, it's quite a, quite a fascinating experience. Huh.
1: Mm. Amazing. Cold averse, that's that's a good way to put it. <laughs> I really cold-averse.
2: <laughs> you wouldn't think I would be. be from Scotland as well, you know. Right. It's quite odd. I've, yeah. I've
0: seen your winter coat. I think your winter coat weighs more than you. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I got a new one, um, so that it was waterproof for the for any rainy season, and yeah, the hood on that is
1: massive. Oh, right. <laughs> Has to be. It's like New England. I mean, my my New England coat is is uh, significant, <laughs> so I can stay warm. I I can't stand the cold. It's so it's painful yeah. for me anyway. Yeah, it's more than just being cold.
0: <laughs> Stacy, anything else you want to bring up or mention that I forgot or didn't uh, before we let Kirsty get on with her evening?
1: What's funny about this part for me is everything that I want to say is going to dawn on me tomorrow, because everything that you say is so thought provoking and then you need the time to absorb what you said and then sort of reflect it back onto yourself. So first of all, I just love how you challenge yourself and you, you make yourself accountable to these challenges, whether they be emotional, mental, you're, you're doing this seven day adventure, like things like that. I love that you, um, have the discipline to, um, hold yourself accountable. Cause I, I don't have that discipline. <laughs> so that would definitely be something we could discuss. Cause I, after a while, you know, I'm like, I'm good. You know, I, I don't have that accountability discipline. Um, I also like what you said, and this is for me, and I was actually going to be reaching out to you anyway, but I've sort of unofficially launched my own personal coaching because of what you said about every, who you are on the inside. And I said it in my post on my other account that I don't talk about much. You were wild once. Don't let them tame you. Um, and I said, you are not lost. Nobody's lost. We're buried by cultural expectations. The voices of our parents, grandparents, bosses, teachers, whoever but sometimes people need the permission to just be who they are mm. it's okay to say what you need to say be who you are and you don't owe anyone an apology for that and mm. as a nurse i've been a nurse 30 years i can't tell you how many times i've had that conversation mm. because there's barriers to medical care and often it's because of what other people are telling them to do and they mm. don't feel that they have the space to do what they need to do for themselves mm. and so like you said It's not just about talking. There's other layers that are showing up in the moment. And so I personally want to be able to bring that realization to people that you're not being you because Mm -hmm. you're listening. You're not getting the permission from your parents or what have you. I don't know if that makes sense. But that's what I want to bring because I certainly lived not doing me for a very, very Mm -hmm. long time. So, yeah. and I just I appreciate what you said about that that is definitely um that resonates with me
2: well I mean that's so beautiful and I'm so pleased to hear that that's what you're doing I think that's it's such a universal thing I think for so many I mean I see it in the work that I do all the time
1: mm-hmm. and
2: also I lived through it myself as well And and even now it's a process mm-hmm. it's a never-ending process in terms of Of growth, and it's about acceptance. I think is the key component to that, Mm -hmm. both ways Mm -hmm. acceptance of oneself if I can really accept who I am in this moment, but then also acceptance of others and where they're at, even if it's not in alignment with you. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: And that's and that's not, and most of the time, people are negotiating around that and they're trying to make themselves fit what they think because the acceptance. Mm -hmm. We crave connection. This is the thing. We're wired for connection. We're meant to. And so what happens is we start to just abandon ourselves and we get conditioned by environment. We start to identify with, you know, who we're told we are. And Mm -hmm. so that's why we end up having a lot of these behaviours that we see in people uh, because they're, they're, they're acting out of an insecurity. They're acting out of a fear state. They're acting out of... You know this conditioning and this identification, and so that's not the being. Mm. That's the behaviour. Right. And so it's it's it, it's it's the same thing. So when we talk about um, allowing yourself to be, it's about realigning and reconnecting with your with who you are mm. being. Yes. You know, mm. and allowing that, and allowing the. allowing the disagreement if you like or the misalignment of others to the extent of if you can regulate yourself and this is what I'm in the practice of I'm not all the way there yet believe you me I've got ways to go but what I'm in what I'm looking for what, what I'm exploring is how can I regulate myself? How can I stay in my being? How can I stay in alignment? How can I stay connected? But with openness and curiosity and a willingness to be wrong and an you know and an openness to sort of make mistakes and just so that I'm not rigid saying this is who I am and that's it right what what I'm saying is this is who I am right now this is what I know and understand right now I have a willingness and an acceptance of where you are right now and maybe we can learn something from each other Mm. and maybe what that is will be from you exhibiting behavior that doesn't align with me maybe that's there's a gift in that too Mm -hmm. do you see Mm -hmm. what I mean? so it's not just about learning from each other because oh you're you know it's great when you meet people that connect with you that are really wise and experienced and they give you these beautiful gifts of who they are and you learn and you grow from that but also when people misalign with you or mistreat you or behave in a particular way there's a gift in that too there's a gift of learning Mm -hmm. in that too and it's like well great thank you for showing up in my life to give me that to teach me that, to teach me who more about who I want to be by showing right. me what I don't want to be.
1: Right, right. By yeah. teaching
2: me and letting me know what I feel is right for me, mm-hmm. you know, this, and what my this, boundaries are.
1: How you're describing, especially the, the situations that aren't fun, you know, to rename it, to call it a gift, simply because you have the knowledge now and the realization now, that's part of your being able to let it go and just... Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I learned something here and now I can let it go. And your ability to turn everything and to find the light, even inside of pain, your ability to do that, I'm telling you, is second to none. It's amazing.
0: That's a gift right there. Yeah.
1: That's a gift to all of us. It's a beautiful thing. And it amazes me. And, you know, Mike said, you know what? I want Kirsty on and I need Kirsty on. And I was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> so, because because we need to start off this year I wanted 2024 to be a less noisy year mm. in our minds yeah. you know um we get so caught up in who said what and you know you have to come back to yourself it, it's been too chaotic mm. and I want 2024 to be quieter and more peaceful and you emit that. So that's why I was like, this is a perfect guest to start us off on that vibe.
0: She's a great filter. Mm-hmm. You know, you mm-hmm. know, when you're sifting, you remember the old prospectors, Stacy? They were <laughs> sifting for gold. Right. And <laughs> sift and sift and sift. And these gold nuggets are left. And the dirt. Kirstie, you're the sis. Sifter, and you, <laughs> you find the gold nuggets, and you remind us to think about those and to mm-hmm. take that in. Not just here; it's a fun little podcast, and forget about it. No, this is something that is going to alter the mm-hmm. way I continue to act and challenge myself, and also live. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I really, really wanted you on. Uh, I wanted to get you on a little sooner, but ah. the cold the sickness it won't leave me alone i figured yeah i I, I, it doesn't matter i don't care i'll be here in a body cast if i had to be (laughs) i'm I'm just so glad you made time for us i'm so glad that you came on it it was just um it was our pleasure really no
2: really it's always mine i I, you know i love you guys so much and everything that you guys do um you know the inspiration of you and what you bring to the table both of you you know you're sitting here complimenting me but you know look to yourself as well because really what you do um just in how you are is is an inspiration and I've said that before it's an inspiration in its own its own right and you deserve to acknowledge that so that's what I'm saying don't lose sight of that I think there is extraordinary in everything and in everyone Mm-hmm. And there is light in everything and in everyone. And for me, that's important. That's become a huge part of how I want to live and and yeah. look at things and and how I want to see things. So, mm-hmm. well, thank <sighs> you,
0: Kirsty. Yeah. Until we see you again, <laughs> you, weep, punch it, my friend. Thank <laughs> you,
2: punch it. Thank you so much. Thank you, bye, my friend. Love you guys. Love thank
1: you me. right back, Kirstie. Love you to bye Bye. 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 She's amazing. Yeah, I know. She's it's, amazing. It's it's too much for me to um sort of encapsulate right now because there's yeah. there's I have too much processing to do to gather what how I would close right here because um I just know how she what she brings to all of her clients is what I want to bring to mind. You know, that, that's what she's doing is what I want to do. And I know that I've done that, you know, privately with friends. I know, um, inside the Rocky bubble, the, the thank yous I've gotten from, from people through my birthday, you know, I love helping people sort of get through the noise and the chaos and bring them back to them. Like, that's not yours. That's theirs. Let's get you back to you. Um, and I want to learn from her as much as I can. she's she's just that sort of resource that can clarify me so that I can help clarify others, you right. know. Right, so right. Sure. she's she's just all light. That's all I can right. say about her. Mm-hmm. It's the best. And you talking to Kirsty, and sort of really listening. Like, how are you feeling about your situation?
0: I definitely feel much better because a lot of what, she, a lot of what she said just reminded me of my own philosophies that mm-hmm. I have told people from yes. Sue to my friends, family, anybody mm-hmm. who knows me, I'm a big person on letting go. I talk about letting go all the time. Um, I, uh, I don't know. You get caught up in it a little bit, you do, Mm -hmm. but she said something that was very important.
1: It's a process. Yes. Mm -hmm. You need the time.
0: You need the time to, uh, to let yourself feel that, like she said. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm also a believer of that. I've always said that, you know, when, when people go through emotional highs and lows, breakups, deaths, Mm -hmm. uh, loss of a pet, whatever, Mm -hmm. let yourself feel those, that grief that go there. wallow in it for a little bit. But then if you know yourself and move through it and, Mm -hmm. and that's the other thing. And and so you do have to let it go. And I do feel much better. I don't know why it makes more sense when she said it than Mm -hmm. when I say it to myself, I don't know why, but it did.
1: And I think the one thing I was thinking when she was saying the speech is, you know, when you're in the middle of all that pain and anger, you know, it'll keep you down if you let it. Right, you know, that that's so apropos for for um, you know the process is. Am I just going through the process, or if or am I somehow festering it and not knowing that I'm festering right. it, and you have right. to right catch yourself in that so that it doesn't take you over?
0: Yeah, so. yeah, you're right. You're right, and uh, my God, I'm glad she doesn't charge by the hour because <laughs> she could and she should. Yeah. <laughs> But that's that's not Kirsty's way. She's just, um, she's, so she's, uh, she's
1: awesome. She's yes. the best. All right, Stace, what's next? I think we're 99s in the bag, and uh, you might need some extra time to feel uh, better. I might. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Uh, I, I, might, uh, I might need to take a, a little bit of time off. Not Not too much. But mm-hmm. also, I'm, you know, waiting to hear from a certain someone for episode 100 so yeah we don't really want to do episode 100 without sly that's that's really the goal we'd love to have him in and his thoughts on a few things so maybe we'll do like 99 a 99 b would you guys like to do a watch party yeah. so it wouldn't necessarily be a rocky files podcast it mm-hmm. would be a, w- maybe we can do every week at the seven mm-hmm. o'clock hour we could mm-hmm. do a watch party mm-hmm. until we do episode 100. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That would be something. You know, everybody starts watching Rocky one at the same time right. and we can either live chat it. And I don't know. We'll figure out right. a way we'll we can it do it. Right. But I, I thought that might be kind of fun. Something, something. to keep us relevant and around. So, <laughs> yeah. Stacey, where can people find you?
1: I am over at Had Me at Yo on Instagram as well as The Rocky Files, and we are on Facebook at The Rocky Files Podcast. And Michael, what about you? Uh,
0: The Yo Philly Film Tour on Instagram and on TikTok, and uh, I wrote a little book called Cue the Rocky Music that you can get anywhere they sell books. There's that little cute little thing there. And uh, also a little movie about uh, myself, the documentary called The Pretender by the great Jimmy Toscano, who is someone I uh, absolutely love and adore. There you go. The dream is real, people. Don't give it up. Perseverance is key. Yes.
1: Absolutely.
0: All right, everybody. I'm out All of right, here. I'm going to go to
1: bed. Go to bed. Get <laughs> more
0: meds. Sleep. <laughs> Sleep is good. And Stacey, I will see you next week.
1: See you next week. Keep budget. Bye-bye.